Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Recently, I was looking for seats for my daughter to fly home to visit us from college during the Thanksgiving holiday period. And it was kind of stunning that the fairs were like other years around Thanksgiving, that you would think that there would be just phenomenal deals going on because the demand for air travel is so tiny compared to what it has been historically. But there are factors you need to know about trying to get a bargain right now that I want to make sure that you are aware of and know how to get the best deal. So demand for travel, way, 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 way down. Business travel evaporated. Airlines reporting losses that are numbers that are so large, we even have trouble grasping them. One of the very best run airlines in the world and uh, somewhere like the second or third largest airline in the world, Delta Airlines, over the last six months has lost over $11 billion. Billion. I mean, unbelievable losses. So here's the story. Airlines have parked as many planes as makes sense for them to park, and they're eliminating certain types of aircraft that they planned to keep flying originally for years, getting rid of them earlier, shedding types of aircraft, reducing their overall fleet size, reducing their staff. I mean, Delta alone says that their corporate staff is going to be 25% smaller than it used to be. Their overall staff, uh, thanks to people who've taken voluntary early retirements, greatly reduced. But business travel that airlines, the full fare airlines, Delta, American, and United, tend to get a massive amount of their revenue, more than half, from a tiny percent of their travelers, business travelers, corporate travelers who really don't care what anything costs, and just book a particular airline typically out of frequent flyer loyalty, first, second, out of schedule convenience. And since they're spending corporate money, they've never been price sensitive. Well, those people are gone, and they're not expected to come back for a good long while. And the truth is, those corporate travelers subsidized, really, the fares that price-sensitive leisure travelers and price-sensitive small business flyers flew on. So now all the revenue that the airlines are getting are from leisure travelers, typically. And leisure travelers have come back in encouraging numbers, 
But what we're willing to pay as leisure travelers is so little money to run these very high-cost operations that Delta, American, and United have or have had that it means that although there are deals out there, the deals are generally at quiet times, off-peak days, that sort of thing. So like my daughter with Thanksgiving travel, it's typically expensive like it has been prior Thanksgivings. And then other people you hear, hey, I flew coast to coast for $38. So it's all about flexibility. If you are someone who's willing to travel, willing to fly, the disruptions are something you've got to know how to play. And so airlines are parking enough planes so that the ones that remain will have decent numbers of people on them and help them hold up fares as best they can. But patterns that in the past have benefited you are even more stark and clear now, where flying on uh, midweek days will get you potentially a much lower fare. And leisure travelers who used to book way in advance now are tending to book two weeks out or less. So if you want a really great deal, you've got to go back to historical patterns for leisure travelers and book much earlier. And using multi-airline search tools like Google Flights is really a good idea. So you can see the disparity in prices from one airline to another and one day to another, especially so that you can get the best deal possible. And I only mentioned the three full fare airlines because they have been disrupted more than the mid-price airlines and the deep discounters by the pivot away from business travel. But everybody is competing for the same leisure travelers. And that's why the price differences can be so enormous based on the calendar, which has always mattered, just matters much more now than in the past. And any airline ticket you buy, more than ever, pay for it with a credit card, never a debit card, because it's an open question if all the nation's airlines are going to survive this tough time with coronavirus for their economics. It's time for your questions. You posted for me at clark.com slash ask. Producers Kim and Joel alternate. And Kim, who do you have our first question from? This is from Mary Rose in Tennessee. And Mary Rose writes, we drive two old cars and of course they're on their deathbeds. You mentioned recently that Christmas deals are coming early. And I'm wondering if you know anything about Christmas deals for cars or possibly a Black Friday deal. We only live about seven miles from our jobs, so we're also wondering if leasing a car might be right for us. So definitely with your short mile cycles that you drive, leasing would not work. That would be a bad idea. Leasing works for someone who drives uh, somewhere around a normalized kind of miles per year, which is typically in a lease 12 to 15,000 miles per year. When you drive a very short number of miles in a typical week, typical month, 
you're significantly overpaying in a lease. As far as what's happening with car supplies and prices, used vehicles are in the greatest shortage that I can recall probably in my lifetime. There are any of a number of factors I've mentioned in the past about the reasons for the severe shortage of used inventory. And I sold a vehicle that we were on the bubble about still having, a 2015 model, and I was able to sell it for many thousands more than it was worth months ago. And it's just because of the severe shortage. And so the used vehicle market's going to take a while to build up inventory again. The new vehicle market is getting there, was starting to rebuild inventory. And I think if you can nurse along these two older cars just a few more months, you'll be okay. But there's not going to be sales patterns like in prior years, at least I don't expect, with particular times the rest of this calendar year being key moments to buy a new vehicle. I have an article at Clark.com of certain new vehicles that are in good supply that are being uh, discounted. You might not be interested in any of those, but if you are, those would be particular models that would have opportunities to save money on right now. Joel? Clark Michelle in Florida says, I'm curious about supplemental insurance like Aflac. Are these a waste of money? I currently pay approximately $88 a month for an accident, cancer, and hospitalization policy. I'm wondering if I should consider saving that money each month instead. So I want to make it clear that insurance sold by Aflac and other narrow type insurances are not scams. But to me, they are not the wisest choice in terms of how you build a protective blanket for your life. Because you always want to have broad insurance, not things that are triggered only by a very narrow circumstance. So as an example, I really love for you to have life insurance to protect your survivors, and second, to have a traditional disability, long-term disability insurance policy. I find that a lot of people will have a very narrow kind of cancer policy or accidental policy or whatever, but they don't have disability insurance. The greater danger in your core working years is that you end up disabled for some reason. In fact, there's a three times greater chance, apparently, that you would become disabled during key working years than you would be to pass away during key working years. But it's very rare that someone has disability insurance. So instead of spending that money on a narrow, very specific kind of thing, get disability insurance because that is a really great need that is overlooked by way too many people. And if you don't have a traditional uh, level term life insurance policy to protect your survivors and there's those that depend on you for income then that's something you should be looking at also Kim Clark Tariq in Georgia wants to know what's a good cost for an engagement ring and where's the best place to purchase one <laughs> well there is no such thing as a good cost for an engagement ring 
because it's all about uh, generally how large a stone you want. The thing that's really complicated buying an engagement ring is the lab-created diamonds that are taking more and more market share that are chemically identical to a dug-out-of-the-earth mine but cost much less money because there's much less expense involved in creating one in a lab. And the cost of the lab diamonds keeps dropping and dropping and dropping. Uh, the other thing is people buy um, second-hand diamonds, for lack of a better term, and save a lot of money on them. So it really is a question of what size and quality, you know, color and clarity diamond you're interested in and what your budget is that controls what would be a, a proper price band. But start looking, do a search with whatever search engine you use for lab-created diamonds, read about them, look at the prices of them versus traditional dug-out-of-the-earth diamonds. And that's a way that you can stretch your diamond dollar by a huge amount. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Paul is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Paul, you are a creative sort. Tell me about this. Hi, Clark and Company, longtime fan and follower. Thank you so much for your time today and this public service you, you do over the years. Thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, well, starting with an elementary school invention convention and with the subsequent help of the USPTO and volunteer legal assistance, my then preteen daughter and I invented and patented a simple product idea for an easy-to-use clip-on eyeglass visor that we expect would be a huge success if we could ever get it in the hands of the right people. Okay, wait, 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 slow down. So your sure. then elementary school daughter had Correct. this idea and said, Dad, we got to do this thing. You not only... Yeah, well, it it, it was more of a tandem project, but yeah, I gave her the credit for it. <laughs> All right. Well, joint credit and uh, how wonderful that is. And for a preteen, now teen, to understand the complexity of patenting something and getting it done and try to protect the intellectual property, this is awesome. Absolutely. It was a great experience. We ended up making it all the way to the National Invention Convention even, and her and I got to spend some valuable time together, and uh, I think she developed a lot of, uh, hopefully, aspirations uh, towards entrepreneurship down the road. Love it. Now, this is the part where it gets tough, as you know, because how to effectively market this to um, to companies that might want to build this thing and all that that's where you can get into some difficulty with people who take advantage and it's an old story that a big company sees an idea from you they really like and then they try to work around your patent and do it and pay you nothing and that does happen but one thing today have you considered at all the possibility of you and your daughter having your own micro company that you then contract 
to have a run of these made in um, typically they're made in Vietnam or China or something like that where the cost of production is very low and that you try to market them yourself yourselves to like small gift shops that kind of thing to sell and see well, if there is a viable market for them where you own it instead of relying on some big company that might try to cut you out understood and appreciated unfortunately we're just a very limited means i too have been uh, suffering from the unemployment and underemployment scenario that we many of us are under these days and uh, we're, we've been living in relative poverty for a long time. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so that really just doesn't become an option for us in, in the financial sense. All right. Well, let's talk um, so, plan B. Sure. Uh, plan B is to start nosing around and finding out if there is uh, if there are any inventors clubs in your area or your state. And they're doing virtual meetings right now instead of in person at most inventors clubs. But that would be where I would see if you can learn and your daughter can learn from other inventors what would be involved in you potentially finding the right contacts to try to bring this idea to market and at the same time protect that patent of yours and stay away from any, any of these supposed invention organizations, you know, the companies that advertise on bad late-night TV, because they are scammers. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you have. Our websites, Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com. And we're in the midst of the final hours of the second Prime Day and the sales still going on from Walmart, Target, Best Buy. Uh, Best Buy is doing a guarantee on pricing that you don't have to worry if you buy now, there'll be a cheaper deal later. Although I really had trouble understanding the terms and conditions of that when I read it. So I don't know that I would count on that necessarily, but... There are great, great deals. We have continually updated information on these October sales that are one of the big sweeps of two big sweeps of sales we're going to have for the Christmas shopping season. Extra early this year, you can see the latest on the best bargains at ClarkDeals.com. I want to update you on what's been such a disturbing story about the failure of Robinhood, the trading app, to protect its members, customers, whatever you call the people who have Robinhood, from the fraudsters that have been hacking into their accounts and stealing all their money. And it's such a terrible story on Robinhood's failure to protect its customers that I thought, you know, it's important to tell you, no matter who you use, 
or a mutual fund account, stock brokerage account, that you need to know one scary thing, and that is the lobbying power of the brokerage industry has kept the Congress from at any time passing any protection for consumers with investment accounts or retirement accounts from fraudsters. So if somebody hacks in and steals your money, the federal government just looks the other way. And this is one of those things that shows the corruption of the culture of the Congress and Washington that we are left exposed like that. If you're not aware of your bank account or credit union account is hacked in virtually all cases, I mean, a, a bank or credit union really have to work at it to try to hold you responsible when somebody hacks in. Federal law provides clear protections for you as an account holder. The brokerage industry, though, has been able to keep that at bay. And the idea originally was that people who had brokerage accounts tended to be a very thin sliver of the American people who were sophisticated investors, many times professional investors. Today, many, many tens of millions, maybe past 100 million people have some level of brokerage or investment account, a lot not what would be considered to be sophisticated investors, and there should be law protecting you. In the failure of having law to protect you, what you want to look at first is does the financial house you use have a clear policy on protecting its customers against an account getting hacked and suffering being emptied? And I specifically call out Charles Schwab for being, the, as best I know, the first and the clearest at offering strong protections that protect you even though the law doesn't in the event your account is hacked. Others have some various levels of offers of protection, but some of them are kind of wishy-washy where you're supposed to have shown some level of care and then they'll protect you. So what is a good level of care? With any brokerage account, you, if you've not done so yet, you want to set up two-factor authentication. The reason two-factor authentication is important is that it goes to those mamby-pamby policies from some of the brokers who say, well, yeah, we'll cover you for unauthorized, blah, 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 as long as you, blah, blah, blah. And so that's why you set up the two-factor, whether it's a, a text you get, one-time use code, each time you want to access your account, it will provide you a layer of defense showing that you were doing what you should do to protect yourself. Second, I use for investment accounts a password that I use for nothing else. So the idea is that I don't have to worry that my password's compromised in a breach of something else, and then a hacker uses that to try to steal my money from a brokerage account. Third, I check my accounts a minimum of three times a week, just so that I have very early warning system that something's happened to my account. You know, in the cases 
that have come up with people whose accounts have been looted, uh, particularly if it's an old retirement account or something. Turns out many times people have not checked that account and even in some cases years, and then they discover their money's gone. The trail gets cold. So first line of defense that you do business with a financial company that has a clear written policy that protects you from account intrusions. And you use two-factor authentication, set it up on your account if you haven't done so yet. And third, that you use a um, good password for it, even if you don't use good passwords on anything else you do. And fourth, that you regularly check your account to make sure nothing has happened because when the money's gone, you're on your back legs trying to get that money back foot, trying to get that money back because of the lack of legal protections specifically for stock brokerage clients. It's time for your questions you've posted for me at clark.com slash ask. Producers Kim and Joel alternate. Who's up? I'm up Clark in Venice in Georgia says my daughter is purchasing a used property and is looking to get an extended home warranty. Is one company better than the other in this space? And what's the best way to shop for one of these? I have to breathe deep and exhale several times when I get a question about the used home warranties because it's a sector that is more a marketing tool for a seller than an effective tool for a homeowner is the uh, the used home warranties or service contract things, whatever, generally have been a source of great dissatisfaction with homeowners instead of generally peace of mind. And the problem has been that the colorful brochures you get are um, very reassuring, that you're not going to have to worry about a major unexpected expense and all the rest. And then something goes wrong and you have no idea if you're going to have satisfaction from that warranty company at all and more often than not you will be dissatisfied in fact we'll get people who post on clark sinks and say you're so wrong about it we had this problem they actually fixed it well my goodness if there's a product that the big news is somebody actually did what they said they were going to do it tells you it's a defective product what I prefer for you to do is each year take the 500 bucks or so you would have to pay for one of these third-party used home warranties, put it into a savings account for home repairs and maintenance, and build it up every year. The math will work much better for you than buying one of these. There's not a single one in the marketplace that I could recommend to you with confidence. Kim? Clark, this next person wanted to remain anonymous, and they say, Clark, my employer just eliminated my position as executive administrative assistant to the chief nursing officer for our organization. I'm 63 years old, and I was given a severance package for about $10,500. I've been with the organization since 2010, and I've had only high-performance reviews for my entire tenure with them. So my question is, should I ask for a better package? And if so, what are my chances of getting them to agree? What rights does a 63-year-old have in this situation? Unfortunately, and I'm, I'm sorry about 
your loss of a ten-year uh, job like this, and it sounds like unceremoniously uh, not really respecting your years of loyal service to the organization. And I hear the distress in your words. So they don't have to do uh, anything for you unless there's a written company formula that says what happens based on years of service. And you have to stay polite, but I think you ask specifically for what you feel would be a better severance for you. They don't have to give you a better severance, but I think you should ask for it. Um, it is it is an unfortunate situation that basically they're giving you $1,000 per year. You've worked there. But again, every company has different policies about how they compensate someone at the time of a layoff. And I would think through what it is you want, not your hurt that I hear in your words about being let go, but instead think practically what is it you would like to have and just politely and persistently ask for what you would prefer and quickly because right when somebody's let go is when people who've done it feel the greatest amount of guilt and are more likely to do the most for you. And I wish you the best of luck finding your new opportunity. Joel? Clark Kyle in Wisconsin says, what am I missing out on by having my Roth IRA with a big bank? When I opened it, they told me that there wouldn't be any fees. I'm not sure if that was a a one-time deal or what. If I do move the IRA to one of the three companies Clark recommends, how do I approach that with my current bank? All right, wonderful question. So banks should never be used for retirement accounts, and that's a firm never rule because banks are a place to stash your money, to park your money, to use for checking accounts, things like that. But structurally, banks offer lousy deals on retirement accounts. A retirement account should not be in CDs or savings accounts because a retirement account needs to grow over time. And that's why it needs to be with an investment account, uh, investment house. Banks, when they do offer investments, without exception, offer ultra-high fee investments. So it's the worst of all possible worlds. You either have your money in CDs or savings accounts, or you have it an ultra-high cost investment choices. And that's why you would want to move your money to one of the low-cost investment companies. In the issue of moving your money, you can just ask for a check for the money you have in your bank Roth, and then take that money within 60 days of the check issued by the bank and deposit it with one of the low-cost institutions. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Josh is with us on the Clark Howard Show, and Josh, coronavirus has made it a tough year for you in the job market, hadn't it? Oh, yes, it sure has. I was laid off early on, or at least we were furloughed, 
I'm in the training industry. Training industry is usually first to go from what I hear. And just got word uh, last week that my furlough has turned into a permanent layoff. I am really, really sorry. How long were you on furlough? Um, I was on furlough from, I want to say, late April to last week. Well, they count my furlough till October 31st. I am, I am so sorry. So under furlough, did they still pay your benefits and now you're just being cast loose? Uh, well, the, yes, they paid our benefits, but expect us to pay back when we came back. I have some vacation time that's going to be coming back to me, but I imagine my benefits will be coming out of that, such well, as my um, dental and my vision. Fortunately, I don't have to have medical because I'm covered through the VA. All right. Well, thank you for your service to the country that you have that. Um, how can I be of service to you? Because you've had a really rough year that looks like you've got to do a fresh start. Well, yes, yes. My big question here today is I have a 401k loan out uh, that I took to pay down some debt uh, about a year and a half ago. Well, come to find out now I have 90 days to pay it back. And that's about $7,000. Now with being unemployed, it's like, how do they expect that to come back in 90 days? So to add on to that is how would you handle that? I was considering, I'm 32, shutting down the 401k, taking the COVID out without the early withdrawal penalty and the big federal tax on top of it, just to get that paid off and then have a rainy day fund. So I would only take out what you need to satisfy that loan okay and then you avoid the 10 percent penalty you're because of the lengthy period of unemployment this year the tax you'll owe on the on the basically the income of having your 401k will be substantially less at a lower tax rate than it normally would be and you would only want to take additional money from it if you thought looking forward it's going to be tough for you to get a job that's going to give you the income you need and you need to go ahead and sacrifice some of that 401k while you still have the ability to avoid the 10% penalty. Yes, yes. And uh, what I was looking at, like I had uh, put in my question to let you know, I'm getting married in May, so I got a wedding plan. My fiance is working and everything, fortunately. So I do have a decent savings saved up, but I don't want to come to the point of running that completely dry if it does take substantial amount of time to find employment. So this because is because I just this hit my 13 weeks of federal unemployment extension, the 13 week um, add on to once you exhaust all of your benefits. That starts next week for me, so I have 13 weeks remaining. So uh, this is this is hard because. If what you do is as a corporate trainer, that's not coming back till we have widespread um, use of a vaccine or we have very effective treatments against coronavirus. And so if that is where you expect to make your income, it could be an extended period of time. This is hard. So I hate for you to take more out of your 401k, but in order to buy peace of mind, while you can do it without the 10% penalty, I would give you, instead of a green light on that, I'd give you a caution light on that. So I leave that to your own decision-making, whether you want to go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I figure at 32, 
once I do get back in, I'm going to have plenty of time to potentially recover if I were to restart now, because I restarted once as I got out of the Navy, totally scratched 10 years ago, actually. And then here we are starting from scratch again. So well, I, I need to reinvent myself. Now's my time. Well, I'm really sorry that that life has thrown you a curveball, but you sound like you're the kind of person who's going to be able to get back up on your feet. And congratulations on your wedding next year. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.